Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Hi, Devin. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Playing with my bell. I'm trying to. I'm getting used trying to, get to, to it. To yes, trying to get to know my new bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm. So what? Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just no, gonna say I'm. My, my. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm drinking my Boda Box wine. I was just gonna go ahead and throw that out there. Oh wow! Yeah, you're just jumping, yeah, right, I'm in. jumping okay. right in. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, I know that saying like I am well is um, the proper way to say it, but do you ever feel like when when I ask someone how are they and they say, oh, I'm well, um, there's like a trigger in my head that's like, oh, aren't you fancy when you're well <laughs> instead of good? Like I have no idea why, but I automatically have this little sass that comes in my head. Um, well, I don't know why. I mean, I would say I... I don't know, but for me, whenever I have that same reaction and I'm thinking it's my Appalachian background, it's like, yeah. you know, oh, you, <laughs> you talk good, huh? <laughs> you talk yeah, real good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, great. Yeah, I think. Awesome. I, like, I, don't, I think that's, that's me too. Right. Like, you, you don't have to go around here with your highfalutin self. Like, <laughs> that's right. Don't even. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought of that because I just said I am well. You're well. You're well. See, I always say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Real, real good. I'm real good. I, I do you normally. <laughs> With a U, G-U-D. Good. Good. <laughs> well, um, my drink is nowhere near as exciting as yours, even if you do always drink Boda Box, so it's not as exciting anymore, but I'm not drink. I'm drinking ice water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, um, I did, um, get a promotion at work. Yay! So uh, we've been celebrating a little bit this week due to that. So I'm 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 re- rehydrating, and James just yeah. I heard that. Down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Pay no like, attention to the James behind the curtain. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I am glad that uh, congratulations on your promotion is what I was going to say. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. <laughs> You're what? I said I'm very excited. Very good. I'm glad yes. you're excited. I'm excited for you. Um, it does mean that you are... Mo- are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we can talk about it. <laughs> it does mean that you're moving again. Yeah, I know. And it's a little crazy. I am um, I am sad to leave the Chicago area. I, we really love it here for just multiple reasons. And um, the, um, you know, just the weather and the convenience and just all, we've, you know, got our favorite spots. And yeah, I don't think we are quite ready to leave here yet. But, you know, opportunity knocks. Sometimes you just got to go. So uh, <laughs> now we'll be moving to Baltimore. All right. Maryland. Yeah. I don't know anything. Literally nothing other than I think Old Bay seasoning came from there or at least <laughs> there's lots of crabs, something like that. Uh, that's like literally the only thing I know. So um, it'll be an adventure. That's for sure. I know there's a lot of songs about Baltimore and that's literally all I know. 
<laughs> all right. Um, well, one cool thing is apparently all that area over there is real connected by train. And so that'll be kind of similar to here, how we can just hop on the train and go downtown. The same idea of we'll be able to hop on a train and like go to New York. In yeah. Like two, two hours. That's what I was going to say. I, I feel like that area is much more connected to like all the big cities on the East Coast, which would be kind of yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't know, but might be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so... It'll be a lot. I think uh, I foresee a lot of weekend trips in our future, just hopping around and exploring cities over there. So, right. yeah, yeah. excited about that. And I mean, so I was just looking at a map of Baltimore because, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like, again, you're going to be in a place where you're like next to or close to a a body of water that's not quite the ocean, but it's <laughs> yes, very big. Harbor. Yeah, the harbor, I guess, is what that is. So it's like... Um, I mean, it is part of the ocean, technically. Technically. Yeah. Um, ocean water. It is ocean water, but it's like in, it's in a little bay. I guess that's what that's called. What is this called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bay of something, something. Chesapeake. <laughs> the Chesapeake Bay. Oh. oh, okay. That makes sense with the crabs, because isn't there like. Yeah, yeah. Chesapeake, yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, and you're really close to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So yeah. that's. Which. Neat. <laughs> It's apparently like stupid expensive. Uh, I was looking at houses just over there in general, and the closer you got to the Washington D.C. area, the real estate went crazy. And I am talking yeah. like, I think there was a house that was like fourteen hundred square feet and um, did, was not in good shape, and it was like six hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So we will not be buying towards the D.C. area. That is right, sure. right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can take a train and go to Philadelphia or New York and, you know, so there's lots of places where you can explore and see things and that'll be neat. Yeah. It'll be a neat little, neat, neat adventure. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we're excited. Well, good. Well, congrats. My, my week has not been nearly as exciting. So, <laughs> um, even though today I got to work from home. Which means that even though sense. technically we're recording on Thursday uh, and it feels like Friday, but it's not Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, nope. But uh, yeah, it was a really beautiful day. Like it was in the upper 70s, low 80s all day. And there was like a nice oh. little breeze and it was sunny, um, yeah. but not too hot. And it was just like a perfect day. So I spent probably 50% of the time outside. Uh, I just nice. took my laptop out on the uh back patio and uh just sat outside listened to the wind chimes it was very very mm-hmm. nice and then when <laughs> when my laptop ran out of batteries and i had to come back inside uh yes. i opened up all the windows in my office and it was just very very nice so um yeah, yeah so it was uh it was it was good times all around today today nice. was Today was a good day. I can't necessarily yeah. say that for the rest of the week, but today was a good day. <laughs> yeah, we just won't talk about those other days. It's we fine. just won't. No, today is the only day that exists because I live in the present moment. That is my mm-hmm. that's, that's my yes. zen, <laughs> my zen logic working for me. <laughs> nice. But anyway, um, so we talked about how we are. We talked mm-hmm. about what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. I guess it's time to move into our topic. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, well, our topic today is Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and some happy little trees. Um, mm-hmm. And this was my suggestion 
because I watched the documentary and then wanted you to watch the documentary, the new documentary on Netflix, which is yes. like, what is it called? Uh, despair and trees and. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, well, yes, I don't. I don't remember Hold exactly, but find it's it. called. Uh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say. I know it has like happy Little- accidents and greed and despair or something. <laughs> it is pretty dark for a Bob Ross title, right? Exactly. Which was what? Uh, so I, <laughs> the story behind how I found out about this was that uh, yeah, happy accidents, betrayal, and greed. Yes. Um is the documentary title. So And the cover is kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so I was driving uh around listening to NPR like I do and mm-hmm. there was a review for the for the Netflix. Um it wasn't really a review. It's not really a review. There was a story. There was a story on the okay. documentary. And okay. um they interviewed Melissa McCarthy and her husband who were the people who um I guess they produced it. I don't really know how. Okay. I don't know how movies work because I don't know anything about that world. But, mm-hmm. you know, like they talked to a documentary person and said, please do this movie. So I think that makes them producers. Yeah, I think a lot of times, I mean, I know producers do have say in the show, but I think a lot of times producers just give money. Right. Or, you know, like they fund it basically. Yeah, that was kind of. That was my impression producer. of. Yeah. Of this particular thing. So, yeah. Um, so, yay. So, I was listening to that. And I like Melissa McCarthy pretty good. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, this sounds like something that sounds really compelling. And also, uh, as we'll get into, there might be potential litigation at some point. Um, so, yeah. I was like, well, maybe I should go ahead and watch it now. Just in case it's not available. <laughs> and it's yes. getting pulled off of Netflix. Um, and so, I watched it. And I was like, oh. Oh, this is this I learned lots of stuff and I was like you should watch it too so now here we are that's my story that was probably not okay. a very exciting story sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> we like all stories here we're supportive of all stories here there are no um un- subpar exciting stories there's just happy accidental stories <laughs> happy accidental stories <laughs> <laughs> so um but what I thought I would do first, before we get into the into the the meat and potatoes of the actual documentary itself, also you know, spoiler alert, we'll be talking about this documentary and we're going to go into it. So if you like, yes. want to watch it and you haven't watched it yet, um, you may want to just like skip this episode and come back to it because yes. we're going to go into it. We're going to go full hog. It's going to be <laughs> full full frontal. Everything's going to be hanging out. So uh, That's right. just all the spoilers, man. So just, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, like, our background with Bob Ross. Like, you know, what did you ever watch Bob Ross? Like, what was your impression of Bob Ross? Did you like Bob Ross? Did you not care about Bob Ross? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I would okay, yeah. ask you first, and then I would tell my story. Okay, sure. Um, I did watch him, but I mean, it wasn't like I watched him every week. It was, you know, I would go stay with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. It, it was, he was never on. I'm sure my parents know. I mean, I'm sure my parents know about him, but <laughs> I never, they never watched him. But my grandparents did. So um, when I would go stay with them occasionally, it would just come on because we watched PBS all the time. And um, I don't remember exactly how old I was. My guess is I was probably about the same age as Kiss, maybe just a little older. Okay. Um, because I know I was, I know I was pretty little. Um, but I do remember, and I've, I've, we've talked about it a couple times on this show. I'm not a 
artistic type creative. Right, so right. I've not really ever <laughs> been into drawing or creative or whatever. But um, I remember there's this one incident, incident in particular where I just remember watching his show and being like, Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Like, he makes yeah. it look so easy. He just it was like, oh, yeah, you just do this and you do this. And and I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And I remember grabbing my a piece of paper and like some markers, maybe crayon or something like that. And Aww. just starting to draw. Yeah. And <laughs> but at the end, I mean, my drawing was basically like a stick. You know, I think I think I actually the picture was my dad fishing on a boat, um, which I know. <laughs> yeah, That's so sweet. I know Bob Ross never... <laughs> He never did portraits. That's true. At least not on the yeah, show. Yeah, he didn't do portraits. No, but I think he, I think Bob Ross just made me think like, oh, I can do drawing in general. Right. You know, right. Like yeah. Um, so I remember. Yeah, it was just my dad fishing or whatever. But of course, it was just like little stick figures and little like line, You know, like it. It wasn't even with paint, so it, I couldn't even get the same effect, even if I tried. And I just remember <laughs> looking at it at the end and being like, well, that doesn't look anything like Bob Ross. <laughs> And then I was just like, oh, okay. And then it moved on. <laughs> but I will say, which I think this is kind of what he's known for, is being supportive and right. positive. And yes, I think he absolutely conveyed that to me at some point. Because yes, I felt the confidence that I could draw. Even though it was apparent that I couldn't, at least on my first attempt. <laughs> but with markers or whatever. Yeah, but I think that's good. I mean, I do think that that was exactly yeah. what he was going for. And that's sweet that yeah. he inspired you to like do that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Um, so what's your story? Well, it is it is similar. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it. I was very into uh, PBS as a mm-hmm. small, especially, I guess it was, oh, I'm trying to remember because there was like the period of time when we had the pirate satellite TV, which I've talked about before. Um but if that, yes. if like it was storming or there wasn't really anything on, you know, all these millions of channels that we had, um, <laughs> you know, there was also PBS. And so PBS was our local, you know, channel two our, uh, that we had. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, hold on, going back. So grew up in living with my grandparents out in the middle of nowhere, had this gigantic satellite <laughs> in the backyard. But we also had a huge telephone pole in our yard. And at the mm-hmm. top of that telephone light pole was um, a an antenna. Uh, like one of those ones that looks like, like there's a line. There's like, oh shit, I'm trying to think of how to, but it's like an old fashioned, like huge antenna, television antenna. Yeah. So there's like mm-hmm. a crossbar and then there's like many different, almost like a lattice or ladder Oh, of yes, things. Yeah. And there, it was controlled by a device inside that would point in different directions um, oh. in order to get signal from different areas of the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, real quick, I just want to insert this <laughs> yeah, because no, that's good. I... I don't have, I don't think it's one that moves, but I'm pretty sure if I'm picturing the same thing you're describing, I think I have one of those still on top of my house right now. Oh, I think you did too. um, I think I remember that. Yes. Yes. And I, when we moved in here, the inspector was like, you could remove the antenna, but it might be holding the chimney together. So I don't know that I'd (laughs) recommend it. So, 
so we yeah we, it's just still there so if i think about it i'll take a picture and we can make it the show art but if it's the same one that i'm that uh you're describing but yeah i think I have right one of those. okay okay i think okay. yeah i'll try to find a picture of this like um so i can show it to you too and we can see if it's the yeah. same one but okay. um yeah so there there was like a specific way and i can't remember what the direction was that you had to turn the antenna in order to get the the pbs uh channel in clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um but one of the shows you know i watched sesame street and um yeah. mr rogers neighborhood and 321 contact and um mm-hmm. things like that and then um later in the afternoon uh, after the kids shows were done, there was Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would watch him and I just thought he was really cool because he could paint something that looked amazing in like mm-hmm. no time at all. And I had the same mm-hmm. thought. And so that was like, I ended up getting a whole oil paint set. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody gave it to me because I asked for it. Uh, I don't because I wanted to be like Bob Ross, and he painted with oil yeah. paint. So obviously, this is what I should do. Um, and so I tried to paint with oil paints, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably younger than Cass at this point in my life. I'm like, I couldn't have been any older than like five, and I'm like trying to paint with oil paints. Which if anyone has ever tried to paint with oil paints out there you don't you 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 already know like how insane (laughs) this is because you you know most of the time when you're painting in school or you're painting just like for the hell of it you're painting either acrylics or you're painting in watercolors like those are the two basic types of paint that most people are familiar with and oils are special because they don't dry for a long Mm. time and Mm. that helps you do the kind of shit that bob ross does because you know you have to blend and and add stuff and you know all and blend things together and use different color and 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 do things really fast and so oil helps you do that but if you don't know what the freaking you're doing like i didn't (laughs) at five then you just end up with a big mess of paint that never dries (laughs) yeah and he used a special technique apparently that was like wet on wet yes. is what it was called. Yes. Um so I think that's also a key that you probably weren't dialed into. Right. I also didn't have any <laughs> paint thinner, which is probably a good thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's um yeah. That was where that was my first experience. So then and you know Obviously, he would come on throughout the years because he's been a cultural icon for forever and continues to be yeah. to this day. And then um, whenever I was, and I may have already told the story on the podcast, so if I have, I apologize. But whenever I was um, in going into labor with Kai, uh, which is really the first time I ever went into like real honest labor in my life Mm -hmm. despite the fact that she was my third child um (laughs) you know i'm like (laughs) you know come home c-section scheduled for the following monday last day of work friday come home eat some bang bang shrimp ready to have like a fun relaxing weekend and get the last things together before the baby comes start having Mm -hmm. contractions contractions start getting a little bit more (laughs) intense they keep happening they get a little more intense and i'm like oh no i'm going the labor um (laughs) and then they start to hurt you know and so Mm -hmm. um it was really hard if impossible to get sleep 
at night while I was waiting for things to happen. Uh, and so I just started watching Bob Ross on Netflix because uh, that was about the time that the Joy Painting or or one of those, one of his shows came to Netflix and they started showing him on there. And so I just started mm-hmm. watching that. And I just, that was like my soothing meditative experience while I was trying to like breathe through contractions was watching Bob Ross. Yeah, um, that makes sense. He is so soothing. Yeah, I think he was the the original ASMR in my opinion. <laughs> I can see that. I can so see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was my like I guess most memorable experience with Pop Ross. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, so whenever I heard about this on uh, NPR, I was like, okay, I have to watch this because I'm very curious. And I was terrified the way that it was displayed that I was like going to find out something really yeah. terrible about Bob Ross. I was like, no, I don't want to know. Bob Ross is yes, like, exactly. Bob Ross is like Fred Rogers. Like you just don't, <laughs> don't say anything <laughs> bad about a man. <laughs> That's right. They're a saint. Yes. And don't you say otherwise. <laughs> But I guess I was curious to know, um, you know, what did you think about it? And we'll go from there. Or what did you learn? Or when we can kind of like go through what we learned and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah, so you want me to do? Okay. So what I think I'd like to do is do just a very quick, very high level summary. And then I'll give you my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Okay. So basically what we find out through this whole thing is, yeah, they, the first like 30 minutes is just talking about how great Bob Ross right. is, which so we all know. This is a spoiler. <laughs> this is for the spoiler start, just for the record. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we all, we all know that. So I was, I was like, seriously, I was watching this, um, documentary at first and I was like, seriously, are they just gonna talk about how great he is? I mean, <laughs> he's like, everyone already knows how great he is, but um anyway so um but then it gets into the business partnership side of it right basically like he entered into a business agreement with this lady named um annette wachowski i believe yeah um and her husband's name did you write it down i did not write it um, down shoot i didn't okay well mr and mr uh, mr and mr i think (laughs) mr yeah mr and mr um Annette's the more important name here, I think. Except her husband did work for this, had just retired from the CIA. Yes, they and like tapped phones. That was that was a little weird. Anyway, yes, I would say people like that are probably paranoid because they probably know more than what a normal person is comfortable knowing. Right. So yeah, they probably are more paranoid in their day to day life in general. But um, so. Um, anyway, so he enters into a business partnership, and the way that this documentary says it is basically like um, Bob Ross didn't really care about the money side. He just wanted to um, get, not get famous like a rock star, but he wanted to touch more people's lives, I guess. Like his goal right. was to support and be a positive light in people's lives, just like we just talked about. And um, and so he just wanted to reach more and more people. Um, and that was kind of his goal. And so he kind of let them run the business and just kind of did the painting and stuff like that. And then, um, but this story is told by his son, Stephen, and... Um, or is it Robert Steven? I think it's Robert. It's Steven, Robert actually. Steven. Yeah, but he goes by yes. Steve. Yes, yes, right. exactly. So, um, and that kind of gets into basically like a rights battle um, after um, 
Bob Ross's death in 1995. He died at age 52 of lymphoma. Mm-hmm. And he, um, kind of after his death, what who owned the rights to his name and um, all the all the um, IP intellectual properties or whatever. Right. Um, so there's kind of a little bit of a battle between the Wachowskis and Stephen and Bob Ross's stepbrother, uh, whose name was um, Jimmy. Was it a, so okay? Jimmy. So I've read three different things, and I have a hard time understanding what is what. So someplace okay. I saw it was his half brother. Someplace I've seen uh-huh. it's his brother, and someplace I've heard it's his stepbrother, and I have no idea which one is oh, correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So I, I, well, yes, let me correct myself because I think the documentary did say half brother. Okay. Yeah. So um, I probably misspoke and said step. That's okay. That's okay. Cause um, I was just like, cause I was trying to track him down like after the fact and could not at all. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, why am I having a hard time figuring out who this dude is? Like, what has he done? Anything? I don't know. Anyway. Well, I don't think his last name was Ross. So did you? I did find to... out there was a Jimmy oh. Cox, but then I, which yes, I think is yes. his last name, but I couldn't find Correct. him anywhere online. Huh. So, Interesting. of course, you know, I was like doing this while I was putting children to bed on my phone. So, well, yeah, that's true. And also, he's of that generation that unless someone wrote about him, he's probably not on the internet. Like, he probably doesn't have an email account or like an AOL. He probably didn't have an AOL, <laughs> have an AOL screen name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's probably not on the internet as much as I'm generation. Bob Ross's brother. <laughs> That's totally a fake account. Um, so, um, but anyway, so yeah, it gets into this custody battle and all that kind of stuff. And then, so basically, this documentary is trying to expose the Wachowskis for all their, like, just underhanded and kind of, like, greedy things that they're doing with uh the bob ross name right now um there was one other not well one other couple that was affected by this whole thing and that was um a couple that did painting specifically around flowers you know bob ross painted landscapes right this couple painted flowers and um basically they're they're saying the wachowskis kind of pushed them out of business like right they stole their ideas stole and yeah yeah and their book plagiarized yeah their book and everything um so that's kind of the synopsis um high very high level right um and honestly my opinion is that i'm torn okay um about several things um and typically when i watch a documentary like i think i'm kind of um uh I, I am able to be influenced, which would not be influential. You're impressionable? Impressionable, <laughs> yes, yes, that's the right word. Yes. For. Um, I think a little, like in the moment, you can definitely get me hyped up about something or mad about something right. or whatever, you know, depending on if you're a good storyteller. Um, so I don't know if that's a reflection of this documentary, but I do have like questions that I'm like, well, some stuff doesn't make sense. Right. It's de- 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 uh, detective brain. But yeah, I'm torn. I don't, I. Coming off of this documentary, I feel like there probably is more to the story. Yes, yes. And um, okay. On both sides. All right, yes. And I agree because, I mean, here's the thing corporate rich people are bad, right? They're just bad. Yes. They, they, yeah. <clears throat> you know, are, I have no doubt that the Kowalskis are totally milking Bob Ross's name and image and 
whatever for every single last penny that they possibly could. Um, yeah. And they're making a fortune off of it. And you know what? Yeah. That's what rich corporate people do. That's what exactly anybody who has the, um, you know, the keys to an estate of someone who is famous and now is no longer there. Uh, that's that's what they do, right? Um, yeah. So I want to, let's backtrack for a minute because there's a, there's a few things that we haven't made clear. Uh, so okay. one of them is that, so Bob Ross had wife number one, whose name I forget. Yes. I forget all of his wife's names, but um, yeah. wife number one, he was married mm-hmm. uh, and he had Stephen. Um, yes. And for whatever reason, potentially infidelity on on Bob's part, which, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's a common thing. Um, Especially in the 70s, because right. when... Free love, yeah. man. Um, that's right. So I think her name... I, I think it started with an S. It was like Shannon or Sharon or something. Yeah, but, I don't yeah, remember. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that she was a very interesting-looking lady when they inter- interviewed her. Um, <laughs> she had the big hair for yes! sure. Yes! <laughs> she hung on to that big hair She style. was very true to herself, and I respected yes. that. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> They, but anyway, but they parted ways. And so my first question, which was not clear, was who had custody of Stephen when the divorce happened? Because it was not really discussed. Like, did he oh, live yeah. with his mom and then he just visited his dad? Or did they have joint custody or did he live with his dad? It was not very clear to me from that discussion. Yeah, I agree. You know, it was not clear. I kind of gathered. I got the feeling that he did live with him, and maybe not. Maybe it was joint because I didn't think about that. Right. But he definitely stayed with him because he talked about because when they enter the business partnership for some weird reason, they move in with the Wachowskis. Right. <laughs> um. And so, um, he says we moved into their basement. Um. So that just makes me feel like he was, and he talks a lot about moving around with bob or traveling with bob right um so i don't know that he if he lived with him full time but yeah that's a good point i don't know it definitely was not full custody on the mom's side because uh yeah yeah so i thought that i was like okay well i wonder about that um mm-hmm. he got remarried um yep. to pot- potentially they didn't say this but potentially the lady he may have been having an affair with because it was somebody that yeah. he knew from like the receptionist at the army or something like that i can't remember but it was yeah. like someone he had known for a while um right so he gets remarried obviously very much in love with this woman um doesn't have any more children but you know he uh but then he ends up in this um you know business partnership moves in with them there's a potential affair that's discussed between him and annette is that her name annette yes annette wikowski um Mm -hmm. And this his second wife's name is Jean. Okay, Jean. That's right. Jean, that's yeah. right. So, and I mean, as you said, this is the seventies, early eighties, right? So yeah. there's a lot of experimental lifestyles happening during this yes. period of time. So it would not surprise me if that wasn't an element of this in some way. Um, yeah, especially coming from a like poly background, like. I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, you're going to move in and you're all like, you're some part, you have some type of agreement. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so all that to say is that there may have been more to this 
partnership than just business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the kid, because, well, he's not a kid now, he's an adult, but he ref- reflected and said that when they when they needed to talk business, the couples would go into a room and shut the door. Right. Um, so <laughs> now that you say it that way, right. I wonder how often it was business. <laughs> exactly. Or if it was business. Yeah, business. <laughs> it's, it's business time. That's right. So there might have been a little more going on behind those doors than just business. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know. But, and that's fine. Like that, that is, I don't think any, that does not change my opinion of anybody in this situation. But um, the thing that I was very curious about, so Gene dies of cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Bob gets sick. Um, Yeah, like a couple weeks after. That's what was crazy. It was like two to three weeks after he finds out he also has cancer. Right, exactly. Um, which that honestly doesn't surprise me just because I feel like that happens a lot of times when you have really close couples in that way. Um, where as soon as something really serious happens to someone, like, I don't know if it's like a combination of the stress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And maybe just shared lifestyle choices. I don't know, but there it seems... That that happens a lot, where one spouse yeah. gets really sick and, and ill and, and dies, and then the other one is, like, not too far behind. Um, yeah. I agree that happens a lot. The only thing I think is interesting about this one is that it was specifically cancer and not just, like, mm. oh, he just got sick and died. That's you know, true. Like, it was, yeah, like... Well, they do make a I mention like, that, the may, that there may have been too much paint thinner happening, which I don't yes. know anything about paint thinner or the carcinogenic properties of paint thinner, but right. um, I thought that was an interesting thing that was discussed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one guy, he was, uh, he was all about that theory. Right. Which, I mean, yeah. Again. I know you're not supposed to breathe it, so. Right. So who knows, but, yeah. um, but I know, you know, like, I, didn't he say, didn't they say he smoked? I can't remember now. Um, um, I can't, I don't, I don't. But I also don't everybody that. smoked in the in the 70s and 80s so that mm-hmm. also wouldn't surprise Which, speaking me. of they constantly showed his son smoking what was up with that right well okay like the whole intro is nothing but him, him just sitting outside and being i know i know so and then later he smokes a pipe at the end right yeah right i was like what the heck buddy i know i know you're not helping your image <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the other thing so he, you know, they have this whole thing. He's dying. He does, he gets remarried, like, to a nurse right before he mm-hmm. dies. His yep. son, and right. And his son claims that that's because um, he was trying to uh, make sure that the Kowalskis wouldn't get his estate. He was trying to secure right. it for his son. But mm-hmm. as far as I know, his son was an adult at this time. Right? Yeah. Well, I would say so. He died at 52. I can't imagine his son. Right. You know, if he and his son was born from his first marriage. Right. Um, so at 52, I can't imagine that his son was under 18 right. when he was 52. So there is no reason why he couldn't have worked with a lawyer and given everything to his son if he thought that was the right thing to do. Speaking as someone who is, you know, a... Um, person (laughs) yes you are who uh who dealt with with a with a mom who was not uh legally attached to anyone um Mm -hmm. and did not really make great 
um, whatever preparations ahead of time. Like, yeah, the default is the eldest surviving child. Like that is the default okay. unless you were married. Ah, and so <gasps> oh, okay. So here's oh. so that was my first Plot like tickets. yeah. So this is my first thing where I was like. That seems weird because he's, yes. of course, saying it's because he's trying to get out of this whatever with the Kowalskis or whatever. But, but, like, I don't know. It seems like he could have just given it to his son. The other yes. thing is that he works with her and his half-brother to create a trust for mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. Now... <laughs> His son is a legal adult. You don't yep. usually put a trust together for your child unless you think your child is not going to be able to manage that money. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he says, the ch- Stephen says, um, he, in the trust, he says something like, he didn't give me controlling interest um, because I was young Right. Or he thought I was too young at that time. Right. Or something like, not that he was under 18, but he said something like, I was young and not ready to manage the money, is what is the way he put it. Right, right. Yes. So I. that's one of my theories, is that the son definitely was doing something, like they definitely had some, their relationship was strained. Right, and right. I think the son had, I, I don't even know the words I'm looking for, but the... Um, was in hard times. I'll just say that. Yeah. I think his son was on hard times or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he was... Of his own doing. Yeah. I don't know if he was, like, into drugs or if he just... Right. You know, was a flake or... Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, I, you know, if you're... If, if you're in that situation and you're not wanting to give that directly to your child, like, mm-hmm. you've probably got a good reason. Um, yes. And I'm sure that he wanted to make sure his son was taken care of, and he thought this would be the best way yeah. to do it. So my theory is that it's actually, it was not to try to get out of the Kowalskis thing. It was him trying to create a um, a trust for his son <laughs> that would last, you know, to yes. be able to create that business interest for him later. Now... Here's where the plot thickens, and I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know this either. This is all conjecture. Right. But yes. he, you know, um, well, first of all, uh, Steve admits that he had, like, a time, a period of time where he did not get along with his dad or didn't talk to his dad, and that yes. he had wished that he was, like, there more for him. So it mm-hmm. sounded... It was, like, years, yeah, too. It yeah. sounded to me like... He had reached a certain age. They may have gotten into a fight or maybe they just drifted apart. And then he came back about the time that his dad was beginning to be in ill health. I don't know if it was, you know, there may have been many um, compelling reasons for that. One of them Mm -hmm. could be, um, you know, I need to make amends with my dad before he dies. One of them could be sense of obligation to take care of him. One of them could be my dad's a fucking rich guy and I want some of this money. <laughs> like, I mean, let's yeah. not, let's just be honest, right? Like that right. could be yeah. a compelling factor. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was the fact that he said that he and his uncle uh, did not get along. And like, yes, always. Yeah. And he says always. Yeah. Like did not get along, still don't get along. Um, yes. And his uncle and the new wife were the ones who 
who basically gave that trust over to the mm-hmm. Wachowskis yes. um, after Bob had died. Um, yeah. And so why? I don't know. And so that's something that I find. And one thing that you'll will probably never know is did they, did they do it, you know, at Bob's wishes? Did they do it because they just didn't trust Steven? Like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I but I agree that I feel like there is more going on there than yeah. um, just, oh, hey, this, you know, <laughs> corporate entity decided to screw me out of my inheritance or whatever. Right, um, yeah. And honestly, I don't know how much of it is his inheritance and how much of it is just rights to continuing his continuing yeah. legacy. Like, I'm guessing he got, because he didn't say anything about that, that he got yeah. something out of, you know, the the inheritance and the trust, but the actual right to the company continued on with the Wilkowskis. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that, those were the okay. things that I noticed. What did you, yeah. what were your thoughts? Okay, so, yeah, I think, um, so basically, so just jump back to the, um, uh, half brother and the so Jimmy and Steven or not Steven sorry Jimmy and the new wife right um, they um, gave it up when the Bob Ross company or Wachowski's under the Bob Ross company uh, sued them for the rights and they were just like here take it I don't care um, that's right and, that's right yeah and so I don't think that they did it under his wishes, but what I'm guessing, um, and I have, uh, well, I don't know. I have a little bit of a personal experience, the reason why I have this opinion okay. that I, I don't want to share, but yeah. um, I can talk to you about it later. But not <laughs> Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. These but, are yeah. very personal things to talk about. Yes, yes. Um, so I have a feeling that, especially since he says that the – relationship was strained with the half brother or the uncle i should say the uncle the relationship was strained with the uncle and um we obviously it kind of sounds like the son did some bad things or maybe like you said was on drugs or just blew money or whatever um that i have a feeling that the uncle was like this kid doesn't deserve this oh okay and was like and it's not my job to be his keeper so i don't care i'm giving it up like this kid is not worth me being annoyed by this bob ross company or i see yeah 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 that makes sense um and so they were just kind of like yeah this kid's a brat we're done we're out okay um so that's kind of what I was kind of thinking about that. But um, yeah, so some of my questions is, yeah, I was thinking that if he really wanted to do more for the son, he, like, it sounded like Bob Ross got sick. And then, I mean, he lived for quite a while after, although he was uh, deteriorating, he did live for quite a while because right. he ended up finishing up the show. Yep. He... um did a kid's show actually mm-hmm. um he you know just was months or years or whatever of just like living as though he's getting sicker and sicker but yeah there was plenty of time for him to your point to go to a lawyer and say hey i just i want to give this to my son or whatever right um so yeah i think that's suspicious and i didn't realize the thing about the um wife because I do think the marriage is suspicious at the end, um, and I couldn't quite get those two pieces to match. But when now that you say, uh, you know, it goes to the oldest kid unless you're married, right, right. Um, I think that kind of closes the loop there in that he definitely didn't want it to go f- to his son. 
and I think he cared about his son. Obviously, he was trying so hard right. to get his son um, to get involved in the business and to paint and to do all these things, and his son just wasn't having it. Right. And, um, so I think that kind of closes the loop there. But what I kind of think is, if this is the true story, it I think it's incredibly sad that like all Bob Ross wanted was to be a positive light and um, encourage people and support people. And but he couldn't get across to his own son. Oh, um, I hadn't even thought about it from that point of view. <laughs> the what? I hadn't even thought about it from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that's, that's just so sad. But um, also, I think that if the business was so terrible with the Wachowskis, I don't think he would have stayed. Yeah, because he he signed the contract with them from the very beginning of his career and stayed until his death. Right now, I don't know the um, contract links and stuff like that, but I'm going to guess the contract wasn't for the rest of your life. We're in partnership, right? Right. You have to renew stuff, (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah. So I really think that he would have somehow gotten out of it. if he if it was really that bad um now he did make some comments on his show that they played where he was like i love painting because this is the only place in my life that i have complete freedom right right so i do think that there might have been more to the story there but i don't know um and then one other comment that i oh two i have two more comments um one is i wonder Ooh, ooh, no, let, let me go to the first one first, because I think that the other one... Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, sometimes I just really... <laughs> <have to laughs> <spot> <laughs> yeah, let's back that up. Um, did you get a chance to watch that little 10-minute video? No, you? I did not. Okay. okay. I did not, because I got okay. it when I was putting the kids to bed, so I didn't get a chance to watch it okay. yet. Okay. So it, that one, and we, we definitely want to post that in the show notes. Here. Okay. That little 10 minute video was from the New York Times and it was from 2019. Okay. It has the Wachowskis in it and it has Bob Ross Inc. in it. And what basically is what happening is somebody, I think, I guess one of the uh, journalists or whatever, they were trying to buy a Bob Ross painting for one of their friends or family members, and they couldn't find one anywhere. And they were like, what the heck? Like, Bob Ross painted three <laughs> paintings per show. Right. And he had 30 seasons, I think is what they said. And he had 13 episodes per season. That's a lot of yeah, paintings. That's a lot of paintings. Um, <laughs> yes. And so the... Um, question in the video was like where are all the bob ross paintings so they get and they go and they go to visit uh, bob ross inc which is ran by um well the wachowskis are still alive uh, annette and her husband that we can't remember his name but <laughs> they're still alive but their daughter right joan basically kind of joan, yeah, joan is kind of the office manager yeah and uh they are just sitting in like this little warehouse and they have rooms uh, boxes of Bob Ross paintings. They're not like air control, air temperature controlled or anything. They're just kind of in these boxes in this building. And the question is asked, like, why don't you sell them? And Joan's just kind of like, I don't know. We never thought about it, which hmm. I don't think that's necessarily true. Right. <laughs> Whatever. You've totally <laughs> thought about it. Other, 
Yeah, they have all this other merchandise. Right. So, um, but she's like, oh, I don't know. We never thought about it. But then the receptionist lady or the other lady is just the cutest. And she's just like, you can tell she is just the biggest Bob Ross nerd and just loves her job and is just so happy. And um, so, but she kind of talks about kind of the things they do. Like they have social media accounts and they just kind of post Bob Ross quotes and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just a very nice good feeling video about that company and uh when they interview annette she says that she's like the only person that can identify if a painting is a fake or if it's a true bob ross painting Uh and she kind of goes reviews a couple and talks about you know why one is or isn't his and stuff like that and um yeah it's just a very light um video and at the time i thought i didn't think much about it we watched it i I don't know if it was in 2019 but we definitely watched it previously and uh didn't think much about it well then you bring me this bob ross documentary (laughs) which is a very dark uh, view of it and i do think that's weird that if the wachowskis were in it just for money why aren't they selling the painting that's a really good question yeah james thought maybe they're kind of holding that like it's well Two, two theories. One, maybe they're holding it for just if they need money later and they're like, you know, could do this big thing. Or I thought maybe they're kind of making him more valuable by not allowing the paintings out. Right. His, like if you control what's out there, you can make it more valuable maybe. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But my second point that I was going to come to that I thought might be related to that one, the reason why I wanted to say that one first was because when... Annette met Bob Ross. She had just lost her son. Oh, that's right. Very, I forgot about that. Yes, she was in a very dark and depressing, depressed state. And he, her husband booked her some painting classes to, in a, an attempt to help with the depression. And she just like immediately latched on to Bob Ross and was like, oh, let's get you promoted or whatever. And I guess I don't know how quickly it went to a business thing, but... Um, she just like latched onto him. And I almost wonder, and this was never mentioned or alluded to, but I know people that lose people early, like prematurely lose somebody, you know, if a, a child dies very young and I don't know how old her son was when he died, but they can sometimes be obsessive about oh, something. Oh yeah. 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 I knew this lady once whose mom had lost a child and, or maybe it was the dad, but they got obsessed with a doll and they treated they talked to the doll they dressed up the doll oh that's they they disturbing yeah yes they brought the doll around with them like would refer to it as if it was a person oh my god and they just kind of get like delusional about it right and i almost thought potentially i wonder if annette is obsessed with bob ross in a she lost her son and and that kind of i don't know if she took him on as her son because especially if there was an affair right that would have been awkward (laughs) yeah but if there was like she replaced her son's um uh grief with bob ross and especially since he was so soothing and so right right and i wonder if that's honestly maybe why they're not selling the paintings is because it's like because it's just like i can't Yeah, yeah 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 um so yeah i think this this seems so deep as to their motives i don't think it's straight money because they would sell the stuff okay but i think the son definitely had 
there's definitely some issues, family issues, right. there, drama. There's some drama. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are those are all my notes, but very, very interesting. Yeah. So many unanswered questions. I know, I know, and I feel like the the documentary does a good job of like open opening up a lot of questions, but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily answer all of them. Just because, and I think that part of it, I don't necessarily. I'm not going to blame the filmmaker for it because yeah. You know, they say that they tried to interview tons of people and it was just hard to get anybody yeah. to, like, talk about it because everyone was was afraid of being sued. Yeah. Um, well, at least that was what the assumption was. Um, but yeah. so, you know, it's hard to... If, if if the only people who were talking to you were the people who were telling one side of a story, it makes yeah. it very difficult to get, like, a balanced, you know... Yes. Um. Uh, treatment of that of that story so Mm -hmm. you know they did say i think it was when they talked about jimmy but they said that uh they specifically say jimmy did not or declined an interview stating he out of fear of being sued right and i don't know if they could specifically state that that way Unless he actually said, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, but everyone else, I agree. Yeah, I don't know that everybody is uh, declining for that reason. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So that did remind me, though. I did think it was interesting that the people in the video, other than the son, is, uh, well, there's one of his producers, but also, uh, like, basically, it's just two of his friends. One that was kind of a teacher to him. And then the other one, the other one was just a fellow artist, right? That they right. hit it off with and they became good friends. Yeah. So I think that that's a little more interesting. That gives a little more credit to the story because I feel like they might not be as biased. That's right. That's right. And and, and maybe, maybe Bob didn't talk about his family drama, but if the son was super bad trouble then bob might have mentioned like oh yeah i've got to go bail my son out of jail again or something like that um so that i think gives a little more credit but maybe not a lot because they're probably also just heartbroken you know about their friend because right one didn't even get to go to his funeral and he was upset about that you know yeah 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 but yeah yeah i just the thing that really hit me was just because i was already part of it was because you know steve's describing like lifting bob and like you know yes. all of the like very much in detail end of life cancer shit and you know me yes. like I, it's yes. hitting me hard and i'm like sitting there sobbing because of course i'm like yes i know exactly what this is like you know yeah um and uh and so but whatever it went on to the to the to the marriage and the stuff i was like wait a minute because like literally in order for me to be able to even though my mom did have a will and and mm-hmm. it was you know gonna go to her children 50 50 um yeah even though that was stated i still had to collect a copy of every single divorce certificate that she had ever wow. had from all four of her husbands <laughs> before they would actually process the estate to us because they had yeah. to make sure she did not have a spouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
are you kidding me? It's like, they were like, we need the divorce certificates. I was like, do you know how many of them there are? <laughs> do you know what you're asking of me? <laughs> like, I was having to call like all these different states. Like, do, oh you have a, do you have a divorce certificate from 1979? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, I'm sorry, let's go find it on the microfilm. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I know, like, it is, I'm, you know, like, and I'm also, I also feel very, like, I don't know, personal, like, at the time, I was like, why would some asshole, you know, like, she was married to, yeah. not that they would be, I mean, like, if she had gotten married to Joe, like, he would have had every right to, you know, anything that she had, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. but I was just, like, thinking in the moment of, her kids like she's gonna provide for her kids like why would you just give it to a spouse but that's the way the laws are you know um yeah and so yeah so that's why i was just like wait just a minute (laughs) he wouldn't have gotten married unless so suspicious yeah yeah that's good that you had the insight you know you had the know right and then the i mean i could be wrong it could be like marriage would also supersede you know any type of business agreement that he gotten into with the Wachowskis and that may be yeah. why but I, I don't know I don't know just a feeling that I yeah. have I don't think so or else it would have went to them more you know because like, it seemed like even though he got married the only benefit was the trust right um, and then that didn't even I mean it was a 5149 so it's not like he even gave the trust you know like there wasn't a lot his his new wife didn't benefit, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But it was, uh, and I was glad that Bob Ross was an terrible person because that was really what I was afraid I was going to oh, run into. Oh, yeah. I was like, I know. please don't tell me that he, like, abused his kid or, like, something really yeah. terrible. Like, I'm not going to be able to deal with this. Um, no. But also, now I have to know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a little more, um, a little more of a ladies man, which to your point, though, it was the 70s and 80s. And I think they kind of painted him like he was really, it wasn't just all about the people. Like he, he kind of just liked the attention or whatever kind of thing, you know? So, you know, I still think his intentions were pure, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they definitely didn't paint him like an angel. You know, he's not Mr. Rogers because Mr. Rogers is an angel. Mr. Rogers is an angel. We should have a, we should have a, uh, uh, an episode of Mr. Roger. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's a whole thing on him, too. Yes, yes, there's, there, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, documentary. There's a documentary, and there's also a movie with Tom Hanks, which I haven't seen yet. I don't Right, think. yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> that's our next, that's our next assignment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah. my, uh, my happy little, my happy little wine glass, and uh, <laughs> my happy little bell, and yep. gonna have some more happy little accidents, and you know, have happy little Friday or rest of my <laughs> week or whatever it is when you're listening yeah. to this. That's right. Um, uh, if you have any ideas for different types of shows that we could do or if you have any questions or feedback for us please contact us at uh, either go to facebook.com slash weekly buddy time or email us at weekly buddy time at gmail.com we would love to hear from anyone who is listening out there in radio yes. land absolutely please do all right 
Well, Stacy, I will talk to you next week. All right. It's a plan. And good luck on uh, getting all your preparations in order. Yeah, thanks. It's going to be a crazy, crazy week. Yeah. Well, I know if anyone can do it, you can do it. <laughs> thanks. I just got to make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> a plan for my plan. <laughs> all right. Well, I will talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho